All right, all right. We're starting a new series. Somebody give it up. We're starting a new series, and we're calling it Closer. Now, I don't know where you fit in that video, if, where you resonated to or where you were like, yeah, I remember that. So uh, we might be aging, some of you. But uh, hey, how many know that we've all been on a quest to get closer to God from the very beginning of time. And I trust that today that you're in the house today because you're like, man, I want to get closer. I want to see what this is about. And we're going to be talking about how to get closer to God and how to get closer to others. How many want to build strong, healthy relationships? You want long-term relationships, relationships that stay around and go through the duration you know, oftentimes relationships can be uh, very challenging. Even the smallest minor conflict with friends and family, it can create a deep tension. Uh, even this morning when I walked around, there were two people that talked to me and said, man, there's deep tension. There's deep trouble in, in, my, in my family and in relationship, even just this morning. Well, in this series, we're going to learn how to walk through some awkward tension. We're going to learn how to build and grow stronger through troubles that we go through. We're going to learn that as we walk closer to God, that we're going to be able to walk closer with each other. And as we do that, I know that it's going to make us better, it's going to make us stronger, and it's going to make us get that healthy, productive life. Isn't that why we're here? Amen? How many is here because you want to get better and you want to get stronger? Amen? So are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are we ready to say, let's dive into this, let's get into that? So um, the Bible, I want to just start with this one scripture. I mean, why should we even care about friendship? You know, the Bible says that a man who, shows, who has friends must show himself to be friendly. But there's a friend that sticks closer than any brother. I want to ask you a question today. If you ever had a good friend, is there anything better than a good friend? Or a great friend. How many know what I'm talking about? Is there anything better than a great friend? You know, I've uh, throughout my life, um, I've had a couple of really good friends. But the first friend that I remember was my buddy named Ted Clements. Now, remember this friend was a BC friend. How many know what BC means? Before Christ, friend. This friend, one time we was at his house and there was an old RV camper, and we decided we were going to sleep in the camper that night. Guess what? Two. 12, 11 or 12 year old boys, we decided to open up the refrigerator. Guess what was in the refrigerator? Some Budweiser beer, baby. And we were 12 year old boys in Budweiser beer, not knowing that it had sat there for probably 17 years. We were like, oh yeah, man, this Bud's for me. This Bud's gotta be for me. And we popped those open and we were Guys, we drank rotten beer. We were so sick the next day. We were so sick we couldn't even hardly move. I remember chewing Red Man Plug with my best friend the first time. You're going to be, what's wrong with this guy? Man, he was bad news. I was bad news. How many know that Christ can change everything? Amen? But I remember seeing Red Man Plug, and it came out about this big, and it was about this thick. Nobody told me and my best buddy Ted that you're just supposed to peel a little bit off and stick it in your mouth. We had all of it in our mouth, cheeks puffing out on both sides, and we were down, and my dad, he was building a 24-acre lake and, uh, for irrigation and stuff, and man, again, the green came. I mean, I mean, knows that emoji where the green's coming out and the mouth's wide open, so we would be texting that emoji. I also remember uh, in the 80s when farming was very difficult, 
There were seven farmers that committed suicide in our local area because uh, they went out from underneath farmers. They were going bankrupt. Uh, the banks were taking everything. I remember one time my dad went down to the lake and I heard him screaming. And I thought, oh, and I, I took off running in my bare feet on the rocks thinking my dad had hurt himself because there was so much happening in that. Well, my best friend Ted, he was there for me. I think it hurt him more seeing me and my dad's pain. He would cry and he'd tell me it would be all right. You know, we were even, I even debated on this, but hey, let's keep it real today. You know, even uh, when you double date, one in the front seat, one in the back, you were just that close. You were just that close, and you shared, <coughs> you just shared everything. There was nothing that you didn't talk about. A friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I mean, what it means to have a great friend. Even when you look in this church building, you can't really see it because it's black up there, but the sprinkler system. This church was built with volunteers. Guess who came up and put the sprinkler system in our church? My buddy Ted. My buddy Ted comes up because I call him and I say, hey Ted, uh, I, I got to get some sprinklers. We don't have any money. I'll be there. And he came up and all the sprinkler systems was put in this church by my buddy Ted. I remember having another buddy that, and I won't mention the name, but I remember that he got off track one time because when I was growing up, it was in the 80s, and that's when meth was running pretty ravaged and pretty heavy. And a lot of friends I have, their lives are still destroyed from meth. But anyway, as, 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 we were, as I was talking to this one person, another friend that I had, I hadn't seen him in years, but we were good enough friends, and that's why I keep his name where it's not said. But when I got back to my hometown, I just went in his house. I just ran in his house and I said, hey, thus and so, what's up? Because that's what we always did. We just went in and out of each other's house because we were friends. I remember in that situation, this friend said, get away. I don't want you to see me like this. I don't want you to see me like this. Me not knowing they were having a, a drug fest and, and none of them were working. Well, being a friend back, I took this friend and from 4 o'clock Till one o'clock every day I went out and I got him out of bed and we planted a business to where he's off drugs gave his heart to the Lord had to bury his wife I mean there was another time being a friend his wife died had to bury his wife but 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 I, I was there to help him didn't take a dime I'm not lifting myself up but how important is that we all have friendships like that we can't go through life alone we're not, we're not made to go through life alone. Even with Adam, it said it's not good that a man be alone. How many of your wives know it ain't good when your husband's alone? I mean, it isn't good. It isn't good for you or him. Amen? But Eve came. So, it's not, so there's nothing better than a friend. I want you to take out your list today. I want to do something a little bit different today. I want you to take out your inserts. And... Um, if you don't have an insert, I, I want it so much if ushers could really be quick right now. Um, if you don't have an insert, just stick your hand up and, and they'll get you an insert. And there's pins in your seats and stuff. But just throw your hand up if you don't have an insert. But what I want you to do, I want to take a minute. We got hands up over here. Let's see how fast you can run, Izzy. Come on, buddy. We got, we got them going. Okay. While they're doing that, I want you to start writing down some names. If, if you're close to somebody and you'd rather do it mentally and you'd rather not anybody see because it's private or something, 
I mean, do it mentally, whether it's mentally or whether it's on your sheet. I want you to write down some people that you would say are your friend. I want you to write down some names of these are my friends. Again, if you don't want to participate on the paper, do it mentally. You can still do that. Write down some names. I think I gave seven spaces. It can be somebody you haven't seen in a long time. It can be like my old buddy Ted. But I want you to write down some names. And you might call this, and I'm going to give you time to write. You might call this my secret little list. Even today when we was coming to, dad, to, to, to church, my little grandson said, Hey, Granddad, I got a secret. Granddad, Granddad, I got a secret. And I was like, his mom sitting in the front, and I said, What's the secret? And he said, Blueberry donuts. Don't tell. Don't tell mom. Don't tell mom. Blueberry donuts. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is our little secret list, okay? I'm going to read off some characteristics that I define would be characteristics of a great friend. And these are things, in my opinion, you might agree with them or disagree, and, and I know it's not an exhaustive list, but I think they can even be found in Scripture as well. But while I'm reading this list, if the people on your list don't make the cut or don't qualify for this one that I read, I want you to just kind of put a line through them. Not that you're writing them off or nothing, but, but just do that. So the first thing I want to, on your list of friends, the first thing I want to ask you is, do they judge you? If they do, mark them off. Do they judge you? Number two, do they accept you for who you are? Do they offer forgiveness? Do they give you chances? Or is your friendship wreck at the first curve? Do they offer you chances? I like this one. Do they consider you equal? Even in a husband-wife relationship, through Christ, there's equality. Yes, there's position. Jesus said, I thought it not robbery to become equal with God. Jesus knew he was God, but he came as a servant. So husband, even though we do have authority as the head of the house, we're to serve. And also remember that Eve was taken out of the side of man, out of the rib, meaning there's equality. So does your best friend, is there equality? Okay, or do they think you're second? You don't quite meet their criteria. If so, cross them out. Is honest, when you, is honest with you when you have a problem? Not only can you tell them because you know they're not going to judge you and they accept you, but are they honest with you when you have a problem? Here's a big one. Do not talk about you. They don't talk about you to others. And if others are doing it, they don't participate in it. And then the last one is they are present. They're there. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that wasn't too convicting, and hopefully that wasn't too painful, because it's supposed to be fun. Uh, I, I, I recently read something, you hear between two or four, and different things I've read, but uh, you're, you're lucky or blessed if you have two in your entire life, so don't feel bad if your list is crossed out down to only two, and don't feel bad if your list is crossed out. I would even have to say maybe there's times that lists get crossed out. But on your list to friends, i got to ask you something. Did anybody in this room, on your list of friends, did anybody in this room happen to write down God? Oh, come on. You didn't really, did you? You wrote down God? Well, 
She needs a standing O, baby. <laughs> anybody else? Come on now. Did anybody else write down God? God? Uh, even when I was doing this, I forgot about that one. Whoops. Man, I don't even know why I'm up here today. Well, how can we forget that one? I, I don't even know why you guys are in church today. How can you forget that one? Just kidding. Just kidding. But uh, most likely, whoever considered God as a friend, sometimes we don't perceive that as tangible or that it's really an option or that it's really real. And uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 3, 332, it says that he, God, offers his friendship. I want you to circle the word offers or, or write that down. Offers means, what does it mean? Offering is when you, it, that, that it's just put out there, but there's a potential that it won't be received. So God puts the offer out that he'd love to be your friend, but potentially knowing that you may never reciprocate that back to him. So what does it mean to God offers his, his friendship? You know, we place so much emphasis on humans to be that perfect friend. You know, you may have marked out everybody on your list because sometimes, guys, it's just a fact we put so much emphasis that my friend has to be just like this. They have to meet this criteria. And when that doesn't work, I want to ask you this. Is it the people that we're putting pressure on that have the issue that they're not meeting the criteria? Is it their issue that they're not meeting the expectation that we're talking about? It, or is it the expect, expectation that we have for a perfect friend is just unrealistic? So which is it? It's kind of, it could be one or the other. So few people, I even thought about this this, this week while I was praying about this. When, when you look at this, I believe that so few people are even capable of making a cut of this test. So what do we do with that? What do we do with that? You know, I, I, I was even thinking, I might even have been on some of your lists. You know, pastor, he should be my friend. But quite frankly, probably when we got down is he's there. I mean, if you guys were honest, and I was even on your list, when you got down to he is there, you may have had to mark me out. That doesn't mean I don't want to be there. And that doesn't mean I don't care to be there. It just means that that's unrealistic sometimes. So you might even have marked me out on that. So is it their issue or is it our issue of having too great of an acceptation? You know, so few, I think, are so even incapable of that. Um, you know, some people are devastated. This has happened to me in the last three weeks. They said, Pastor Brian, I was doing this at Church on the Rock, and a person came up to me and said this to me, and they did this to me. I want you to know that I give my heart to this. I, I, I do every... I love God so much. I serve him with everything I have. This person doesn't know me. How could they even do that? I'm devastated by this. I, I, I just don't even know if I want to. If, if, I just quit. I, I don't even know if I want to be here. I waited for him to get done. I'm like, you expect that in church? If you expect to come to church and not have your relationship to be challenged at times, there's horses, heinies at church. Just like there's horses, heinies outside of church. I'm telling you the truth. There's blank holes in church, just like there's blank holes out of church. I'm just telling you the truth. 
So don't come to church and be devastated. Oh my gosh, they're a Christian. I can't believe they said that. I, I can't believe that was done to me. Really? Really? Man, you're with people, bro. You're with people, Bo. You're with people. That's just the way it is. Get used to it. That's why if you want that kind of friendship and what you're wanting to receive, you must be willing to give it. If you're wanting forgiveness and you're not, and you're not wanting judgment and you're wanting them to be there, and you're wanting them to be able to conceal a matter, if you're wanting to be honest with you, then you have to be able to do that. And my guess is that you, like me, fail at that. I fail at that to my wife. It's a wonder the woman's still with me. Lord knows she's got every reason not to be. You, she, she got the patience of Job. Amen? You ought to have to live with me. No amens today. Especially right there. Hey, but let me tell you, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And there's a friend who qualifies on every word on that list. There's a friend who doesn't try to be that list. He is that list. And if you thought untangible or unrealistic and God didn't come in your mind and didn't think that that was part of this test, oh, how wrong we are. Because there is a friend in Jesus that does stick closer than a brother. So like any friendship, friendships must be developed. Like any friendship, like any friendship, we got to work on it. We got to work on developing. How many know you got to work at marriage? You got to work at it. Um, you got to work at this. You got to work at it with God and you got to work at it with others. So I want to go back to that list, and I've got like 12 or 15 minutes left in this sermon today. But I don't know how far we're going to get, but I want to go back to that list. And I want you to fill in your insert with this list. I want you to fill in your insert with this list. Number one, on what we want to develop, number one is they do not judge. A friend does not judge. Write that in. A friend forgives. A friend picks me up when I'm down. A friend considers you equal. I'm going to follow you guys because I changed mine in my notes. I'm always changing stuff. Considers you an equal in life. Number four, friend's honest. Go to the next one. A friend's a good listener. Trustworthy. Present. I left it at seven. When I go to the gym, I always try to, on my last set lifting, I always put more than I know I can lift because I try to get six reps on whatever I'm doing on my last one. And I always put more than I can on that last rep because I refuse to end on six. Because six is the number of man in the Bible. Seven's the number of God. So it, I've got six, so I always get seven. You can always get seven. You guys that lift weights, you can always get seven because I told you that. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. But anyway... Let's talk about the person, let's talk about uh, doesn't judge. In fact, when I was coming to church with Caitlin, I was going over this sermon with her, and Ames was participating, of course. <laughs> it was so funny. Me and Caitlin were talking, and Ames say, hey, granddad. And me and Caitlin just keep talking. Hey, mommy. And we just keep talking. 
And then all of a sudden, I looked back, and he was like, hey, guys! Hey, guys! He wanted to participate. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fanatic on grandkids. But I said, Caitlin, would you have to mark out friends? Can, can your friendships that you have, can any of them get past does not judge? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, what? You're kidding me. That you have friends? That, man, I hold stuff back with my friends. I, I hold stuff back and, and go through stuff that I wished I could talk to somebody about. But I'm not confident that my friend can conceal a matter. I'm not confident that they're trustworthy with that. So I'm not able to experience a plateau of life that God has for me because I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm going to get judged, especially as a pastor. You, a lot of you people get mad at me when I tell people I don't like telling people I'm a pastor. I understand what you're saying, but you haven't walked in my shoes either. Uh, uh, the minute you say you're a pastor, man, you're in a glass bowl, and, and everything changes. It was, I mean, I mean, I'm at a new RV place, and, and they've got light beers and, and cussing and all this. And the, you know how I try to avoid, what do you do? Because the minute I do, what do you do? You, I know I get judged. For, I get judged from this from some of you. The minute you say that, they're like, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward at well, you should be a conviction. I'll tell you what, that way ain't never going to win them. All it does is just makes them where they want them to never be around me again. So what I've done is I went to all of them individually and told them what I did. Anyway, don't judge. I was like, man, Caitlin, you made that cut. Hey, go to, if you want to read, read about the woman caught in adultery. If, where, where Jesus says, he that was out sin, let him cast the first stone. And the woman couldn't even get her eyes up. I mean, her head was down. All she saw was sandals. But all of a sudden, she heard thump, thump, thump as they began to drop their rocks because if you commit adultery, they stoned you back then. And they were going to stone this woman. And then all that was left was Jesus' sandals and her grabbing to him. And it, the truth of this matter is he could have judged her, but he chose not to. He was without sin. He could have thrown a stone. But he decided not to. Guys, let's decide not to. Say you hear something that you didn't do or you'd never do. Let's decide not to. Let's get, some, let's get further with there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Let's get, let's get a little further. So, and then forgives, forgives, forgives. Man, remember, the Bible says love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. In Proverbs 17, 9, love prospers when faults are forgiven. But if we sit and dwell on it, it's going to separate the closest of friends. So maybe forgiveness can't get you past. Picks me up when I'm down. Man, the other day I met with my friend Bri. I'm just going to call you out. I know you don't like it. I met with my friend Bri. And um, you guys know, because I've talked for three weeks, that, that um, I'm overcoming, all the time I'm overcoming anxiety. But I happened to have a huge attack before I was meeting him. And I was calling my wife, and she's like, you just need to come home. 
tell Brian you're going to come. Brian will understand. Just come home. And I was like, no, I really want to be with Brian. Because when I'm with Brian, he spins me up. And I just, when we got in there, I just told him, I said, dude, my wife told me I should go home. Sorry, my jaw's shaking a little bit. I'm not cold. It's been a tough day. And uh, I said, if I'm, if I've got a challenge on a scale of zero, zero to ten, I'm probably about nine. And he said, well, before you leave today, you're going to be a four. About to make me cry. But when I went home, he texted me and he said, oh, I hope I got you down to a four today. And I said, Bo, you didn't get me down to a four. You got me to a zero. You got me to a zero. You got me to a zero because he picks me up. He picks me up. You know, Jesus, when, they were, when the Israelites were going through the, the wilderness and they came up, they were so thirsty in there, and they finally found some water, but it was bitter and it was undrinkable. Jesus, Moses took a branch, and the Bible says in Jeremiah something, 4 and 5, I think it's 30-something, 4 and 5, um, it, it, Jesus is called the righteous branch. So Moses picking up a branch is symbolic of Christ, the branch being picked up. And bitter water, the branch was thrown in, and the bitter water became, everybody say sweet. Sweet. That's what a friend Jesus does. You can have a bitter situation. You can have a bitter life. But a good friend and Jesus can make the bitter become sweet. Honesty. Honesty, I don't know if these scriptures are in there, but write down Proverbs 27, 6. Write down Proverbs twenty two eleven, 11. Write down Proverbs 19, 6. Again, 27, 6. 22, 11. 19, 6. But that's honesty. In fact, there's someone in me. Everybody listen real well because I'm getting ready to talk about a good friend in here, and I'm not going to call him out. But the other day, one of my good friends had a piece of green lettuce in their tooth and I was thinking I just wanted to grab it I, one time one time I was in Hawaii and we were well watching and this poor lady came out of the bathroom because you're, you're you can't throw the toilet. how many know you don't throw the toilet paper in the toilet on boats and stuff she came out of the bathroom with this big tail of toilet paper and being the mature person, immature person that I am, I was dying on this one. I am a fifth grader on that stuff. I'm like, let's take a picture. <laughs> I love it. I just wanted to go and pull that thing out of there. And, and, but anyway, this lady had this green in her tooth. There's something about me. I just got to get those things. So, anyway, finally I was like, uh, hey, Dustin, so... And when you really get to know me, I'll tell you you got them in there when you even don't. Just to watch your... <laughs> no, but anyway, honesty. You, you guys may laugh at that, but seriously, how many times do we have something green in our tooth, in our spiritual tooth, that really doesn't look very good, and it's embarrassing to you? Isn't it good to have a friend that can say, let's get that out of your tooth? Anybody out there say amen or oh, me? Hey, we need a good listener. Everybody grab your ears today. We need a good listener. Grab your ears. God gave you two ears and one mouth 
Everybody say for a reason. For a reason. For a reason. I remember one time, God is such an amazing listener. I remember one time I was really down at my second church, and a guy came up and prayed for me. And when he laid hands and prayed for me, worship team, you can come whenever you want. I'm just going to hit as much of this as we can. Um, but when we, uh, when he prayed, when I prayed for I kind of laid down on the floor and like I was sleeping or something. But anyway, while I was sleeping, I like, was having a dream, and Jesus sat on a rock. This is a true story. He sat on a rock, and he said, hey, Brian, what's bothering you? And then I told him. And then in this dream or whatever it was, a solution came. And he goes, hey, Brian, what's bothering you? This, Lord. And then something happened again. But it ended with, it ended with um, Jesus, I, I think it was Jesus, something, whatever I was having that vision with. Um, it ended with, um, are you okay now? And I said, yeah. And then, boom, I woke up. And I was, I, I, I was great after that. Um, trustworthy. A friend's trustworthy. A friend covers you. You know, there's a fictional, they don't know if it's fictional or non-fictional, but there's a story that says a forest fire in Yellowstone National Park, some forest rangers began their track up the mountain to assess the inferno's damage. One ranger found a bird literally petrified in ashes perched on the ground at the base of the tree and somewhat sickened by the eerie sight. He knocked the bird off with a stick. When he was gently struck, it, it, it three tiny chicks scurried out from underneath his dead mother's wings. The mother lover Lover, mother, keenly aware of the impending disaster, had carried her offspring to the base of the tree and, and had gathered them under the wings, instinctively knowing that the toxic smoke would rise. She could have flown to safety, but refused to abandon her babies. Then the blaze arrived and the heat scorched her small body and the mother had remained steadfast because she was willing to die so that theirs under the cover of her wings would live. The scripture says he will cover you. Whether that's a fictional story or non-fiction, it doesn't matter. But he will cover you with his feathers. Under the wings you will find refuge. Psalms 91.4 He is present. He is a friend. Proverbs 18.24 That sticks closer than a brother. He is Proverbs 17.17 17, A friend that loves at all times. And he was born in my adversity. I want to ask you something. Are you ready? Are you ready through this series? Look at me. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we just playing church? But are we ready to make a best friend, to be a best friend and find a best friend? I want to ask you, who wants to participate? If you want to participate, say, I want to participate. Are you ready? Are you willing to take some action through this? Three things. One, a few things to take note on is, I already said this, but I want you to write this down. Be willing to give away what you want the most. Be willing. If you want to not be judged, don't judge. Be willing to, write that down, be willing to give away what you want the most. Action. Have you noticed what we want the most? Want, what we want the most? We got to be willing to give it away first. Number two, realize 
that what you hate most about a relationship, it could be the very thing that you are doing. You know, the reason things bother you in relationship and the reason you notice it is could be because you're doing it is why you're sensitive about it. Things that you're not doing, you're not sensitive about. You got a lot of grace. Three, who's going to take, here's my challenge, who is going to take the first step and make a correction in a friendship? Who's going to take the first step and make a correction with a friendship? Whether that's God we need to make a correction with that friendship with God or whether that's with a physical person that you have here on this earth. And then my question is this. Who's going to take that first step with this correction between you and a friend? You? Are you going to do it? Are they going to do it? Or neither of you going to do it? If neither of you do it, there ain't nothing going to happen. When it comes to God... He's already done it. So you need to do it back. When it comes to friendship, if you're waiting on he needs to do it or neither of us are going to do it, you need to start with you do it. The Lord always tells me to be the initiator. Hey, oh, thank you, Lord. You always need scripture. But God commended his love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Is that initiation? Or Come on. Give the Lord clap for that. Is that initiation or is that initiation? So he teaches us by example to take that first step. So somebody say it's me. Come on, say it's me. I will take the first step. I will take the first step. I will take the first step. So we're given the freedom of choice. I'm going to come back to that because I feel it right now. With every head bowed and eyes closed. If you don't care, put the lights back on just for a second because I want us to be able to see the congregation. Every head bowed and eyes closed. Who is away from the Lord and you would like to make, you would like to make that first step back to Him today? Can I see your hand? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand in the back. Anybody else? Anybody else? Jesus made that first step to you that raised your hand when he died upon the cross. He took your sin. He covered your sin. Though you could be judged, he said, judge me. You say, well, I, I've got things. I'm messed up. Jesus says to you, give me your sin. Give me your conflict. Give me your problems. And I will give you my peace. And I will give you my righteousness. Right now, you that raised your hand, take that exchange. Right now, give him your pain. Give him your sin. Give him your worries. Give him your pain. And right now, receive his forgiveness. Receive his goodness. Receive his love. Receive his acceptance. I want you to think of that adulterous woman. You, th that may not be yours, but his heart's the same. You that raised your hand, his heart's the same. He says, hey, where's your condemners? She said, they're gone, Lord. He said, I don't condemn you. 
I don't condemn you. Raise up and go and sin no more. So what I want us to do is I want us all to stand right now. Everybody, let's the whole church stand. I never want people, there are about seven people that raise their hands. We're going to pray a prayer. If you raise your hand today, we're going to pray a prayer. But I want the whole church to pray it. I want everybody to pray this. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask you to come into my life to be my friend. I'm not doing so hot on friends. Say, I'm not doing so hot on friends. I need you to be my friend. Forgive me. Accept me. Hold me. Be honest with me. Help me straighten out my life. I want you today. Come into my heart. You're not forcing your way. I'm inviting you in. Right now, say, come. Come into my heart. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'm going to give you some instruction. But before we do, I want to end with this challenge. Brothers and sisters, we are given freedom of choice for God. There's nothing in the Bible that says this. Do nothing and I will do everything for you. I mean, you got to make that step. Jesus says, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. So, so you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do nothing. Just let everybody else do something. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that insert and I put those scriptures. I put more scriptures on there than I hit. I want you to take those scriptures. I want you, every one of those words, I want you to get your Bible or I want you to go on to Google and go into a Bible and type every one of those words and look up every scripture you can on them. Type honesty, type it, type it, and, and look that up. That's one action step I want you to do. Here's the next thing. This is a big one. You can't expect to receive what you're not willing to give. Listen to me. This week, I want you, whether it's your wife, whether it's a family member, whether it's somebody at work, whether it's a neighbor, on this list, I want you to be willing at least one time this week to give one of those away. You got to start somewhere. Who will say, I'll do that? I, I'll do that. Raise, I'll do that. Look at that list and say, I'm not going to try to receive all these. I will give honesty. I will give non-judgment. I'll give that. And I'm just challenging you for one. But hopefully you'll do it a whole bunch of times. And then next week, we're going to come back and we're going to see how much better you feel and how much better you are. Somebody give the Lord praise for that. Because it works. It works. Now here's what's going to happen. The praise team's going to end with a song. You seven that lifted up your hand, if you're comfortable with it, praise te prayer team, come forward. Come and tell them I prayed that prayer and they have a gift for you. If you're not ready for that, they have this gift for you. It'll help you with you that prayed the prayer. If, if you're not comfortable with that, at least pull out a card that says, I received Christ on the Connect card and put it in one of these things. If you're here today and you need prayer, Somebody told me they had to take chemo this week. If you have prayer, if you have a relationship prayer, a financial prayer, a healing prayer, whatever it is, are you guys ready to pray for somebody? Are you guys ready to pray for somebody? Are you guys ready to pray for somebody? They're going to sing a song. You can be prayed for. Braden, come while they're singing. <laughs>